positive feedback loop. Hi, welcome to Positive Feedback Loop, the podcast where we talk about interesting things and often disagree with each other. Today, we're here with myself, Luis, and my two co-hosts, Steph. Hello, everyone. And Ray. Hello, welcome. And today we're going to be talking about how do you know if we are ever in a golden age? So what's a golden age? Well, for those of you who may not be in the know... Uh, golden age is just a time that's supposed to be for a culture or a people, but oftentimes it's applied to concepts and just cult and cultural things like music, etc. cetera. Uh, and generally it's a time where something is at its peak. It's just amazing. It's either there's a lot of peace and there's a lot of advancement of science or advancement of art and, and culture, etc. Yeah, but hold on. I have a question, Luis. This is Ray, by the way. Um, when you say golden, why, why use the word golden? Why not diamond? Why not, like, is there any relation to the metal gold? I, I, I think I think the the reason for it is that it comes from the Greek. Because uh, I, think, I think Greece had, in their mythology, like, they divided the, the history of the world into, like, the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, and then, like, there, there were, like, more subdivisions. And I think that's where, it's com- where it comes from. I'm not actually sure. I think it's more of a implement by from literature. No one really writes about being in a golden age when they're in a golden age, for the most part, at least not before the last two centuries. Well, I think the, yeah. there's the Greek poet Hesiod who write, wrote about the ages of man, and one was the golden age, but then he goes on to to ages that I don't think were necessarily metals, but the Roman poet It was Ovid, also the heroic age. Yeah, like heroic yeah. age. But then yeah. the Roman poet Ovid reduced it to four, and he actually does call them by metals. So he says gold, bronze, silver, iron. So that's kind of the the beginning of people calling an age a golden age. Yeah. So the question is that I'm putting out there, how do we know if we're ever in one? Now, it's easy in our current world to be terrified of everything especially because we're always being told to be terrified of everything. And, yeah, we're in a point in history where things can seem a little out of whack. And it's easy to be very negative. But we are living through a golden age. And maybe it doesn't have to be a golden age for everything. It could be a golden age for a certain part of the world. It could be a golden age like we are currently... People argue living through the golden age of television, or at least the third golden age of television. So, how do we feel about this? So, yeah, you make a good point, Luis. There are so many different types of golden ages. Uh, the one that I'm thinking about now is the golden age of capitalism, which was when um, the West, Korea, Japan, just rose to economic. You know, they just thrived economically from 19. 19- 45 to 1970 and I'm wondering now looking at our marketplace and globalization and the ability to get almost all information whenever we want the golden age of information do you think that's are we living in the golden age of information or data? well we are living in the information age so I would probably argue yes so do you think there'll be a point in time where we'll still be in the information age but it won't be golden it'll just be like Rusty. I don't know. 
<laughs> the I, rusty I don't know. age. I that... <laughs> <laughs> We're living in the rusty age. So everybody get your tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut yourself in those corners. I don't know, actually. I don't think that the – I think the information age is more a quality than it's a um, descriptor of how good it is. I think that because the technologies that make information accessible so easily are kind of here to stay – and I don't foresee them going away. To call it a golden age would be to insinuate that it's temporary because golden ages don't last. They're around for a while, and then they right, go away. But, but according to Wikipedia, the golden age of radio was from 1920 to 1940s. We're still yeah, using was, radio. But that was more about content. The content, well, another example I can use is the golden age of PC computer games. And that was from 1990 to the early 2000s. Obviously, there are better computer games nowadays, I think, most would argue. Um, but why, are, why is it considered that time frame, the golden age of computer games? Well, Luis, are, you, say... Luis, are you arguing that the, the golden age of a period is not just when it's going, but when its best days were there? So, for example, would, people don't listen to radio as much anymore as, as it was the center of American life, for example, back in the 1920s to 40s. So is that why you would call that the golden age of radio? I would agree with you for the most part. I think the other thing that we need to take into account is that a golden age generally is when all the characteristics of that, of that medium, if we're talking about a medium rather than like a country, I would say that the main characteristics of that medium are defined during this time period. So like the genre, the mm. genres that the medium partakes in, right? The types of shows that you would see on radio become defined and codified. Same thing with comic books, right? Most of the most famous comic book characters come from the golden age of comics. That's when you got your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman, everything comes from that time. So you're saying it's not a culmination, like where it becomes the best, but that it's almost the golden age is the beginning, which is actually in line with the Greek understanding of what a golden age is, which is the first age of man. So like the, the instigator, the, the, the beginning of it all. It's when the categories are developed and the way to compare different types of um, content within that category becomes more understood. It's like when it's, it's the growth period, rather. The beginning oh, okay. of the growth period. So, the so there's the one idea period. where where it might be the beginning. Then Ray, you say it could be the growth period. Now, what's interesting is I would disagree and say maybe it's the end. And I, when I say this, I ref, I'm referring to Walt Whitman's Halcyon Days, uh, because a golden age. If you look up the definition of a golden age, like in you know the dictionary or Wikipedia, it's very similar to to how Halcyon is defined, which is basically a period of peace, prosperity, happiness, this wonderful age. And Walt Whitman says in his poem in Halcyon Days, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically it's, the best days are not when love is at, at its peak and victory and war and all of the, the highest technological achievements and all that, but it's in the aging days of your life when things quiet down, when... You have this this peaceful, tranquil period of life at, when all of those those waves have quieted down, basically. 
And that's how I think of a golden age. And it actually halcyon comes from the word itself, its etymology comes from a Greek legend because there was a bird called the halcyon, which people think is now the European kingfisher, but it basically makes its nest in the Aegean Sea and is considered to calm storms. And that comes from a woman named Alcyone who was married to someone who dies and she is really sad about it. She throws herself into the sea and she transforms into a bird. And this, so that's how this bird then Halcyon becomes known as the bird that calms the sea. So the golden age or the Halcyon days are seen as those days that are the most peaceful and tranquil. They're the days that come after all of the huge developments and victories. And no matter how happy or sad, violent or, or, or not those you know it could be technological it could be victory in war it could be anything but that halcyon days come after that as the peaceful aging wouldn't you say that those are the golden years that's what we use to define the time towards the end of one's life the golden years isn't that true true i mean there are there are the golden girls (laughs) doesn't ever we all love the golden girls here on this Um, show but I think that here we have, we're running into two different definitions, right? We're running into a golden age as one of two things. We have the golden age as the period where uh, a medium or an art form or some aspect of culture becomes codified and kind of grows and becomes comes into its own. And then we have more of a just the personal one, so I guess that would be a third. But there's a societal one where a people or a nation go through a golden age. So we have, for example, the Islamic golden age, right? Uh, obviously, is Islam more religion, but for a time period, it was it had grown, it had expanded, it had conquered, and then there was just this explosion of science and literature and art, and it's not considered to have ended until basically the Mongols came and burned everything. But... This is a little bit different because I think you can't really define this unless you see it in contrast to the future. Because how do you know that you are at your peak for technology, technological advancement and the sharing of ideas and just the best, one of the best times for your culture if you don't have a after period to compare it to, to say... What came later was worse. Because if what comes later is better, how do you know if that's just a continuation of the Golden Age or if the period before that was just, oh, actually, we misnamed it. That wasn't actually a Golden Age because what came later was way better. So it, I, that, that brings into the uh, into this the idea that maybe we can't define that right now as a Golden Age or isn't because we can't unless we're looking back it must be a retrospective labeling. Right. I would like to ask you guys a question. Do you guys know when the golden age of hip hop was, or at least when people consider it to be? Uh, 80s? Yeah, from like 1988 to 1994 ish. So you have, you know, like Run DMC, um, A Tribe Called Quest. Um, LL Cool J, Ice T. These are these are the guys that the Beastie Boys that are considered part of the 
I, I don't know if I agree. MC Hammer's on there. The Fresh <laughs> Prince. DJ Jazzy, Jeff, and the Fresh Prince. That's Will Smith, eh? Well, I mean, this brings us back to the cultural side of things, right? If we're talking about like a medium or an art form, then those are the dust of time where a lot of the things that define it are created, right? There's a lot of explosion of artists who, whether that's how we see it now, whether the art forms changed significantly since then, the very specific underpinnings that define the art form were created at that time, right? The way that sure. hip-hop does hip-hop became hip-hop at that time. Before then, you didn't really have it. And even if you did have it, it was a much more underground thing. That's when it became into prominence and became its own. Exactly. That's why my argument is golden ages are more or less when it's the initial growth period where all the categories and the definitions of whatever surrounds the specific topic is created or understood or dispersed through our society and people get it. That's when it happens through the golden age. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, as Luis was saying, look back on golden ages. The golden ages are defined once we've we've gotten past them for many, many years. And so, you know, what you're describing as golden age of hip hop, for example, is when things were developing at the, the fastest rate and that people were the most involved. It was it was still it wasn't new, but it was at its height in some way. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, does that mean that every era, once it does hit that height and you feel yourself in this denouement or you feel yourself in this winding down, that things just aren't developing in that medium or that part of culture, how do you cope with that? I mean, because if defining a golden age means you're not in a golden age, meaning you're never in a golden age because you can only define a golden age once you're looking back on the past, does it mean that you could be in a golden age, but there's just no way to know it? Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you're the type of person to be very passionate about your work or whatever you're working on, for example, Dr. Dre was a really influential artist during this period of time. So I think that it really depends. You can be the leader of a golden age or one of the leaders of a golden age, or you could be, you know, some of the lucky few that just get, just happen to be in that time period when the golden age was occurring. So you'll be remembered as part of the golden age, but not necessarily maybe the leader of part of the golden age. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know I said, uh, golden age is something that happens in the past, but there are golden ages we are living through and that are, considered golden ages and we're going to talk about these after the break so listener please stay with us enjoy this commercial break and we'll be right back enlightened humans of the earth i will share with you a secret your assumptions about the golden ages were all wrong each individual has a unique element that custom fits their best time period of existence based on birth date, sex, and mannerisms. No need to be confused about who you really are. Were you born on January 27th? PFL's customized specialty element assessment service says that you belong in the zinc age. 
Female born on April 17th, molybdenum age. July 6th, mercury age. August 2nd, zirconium age. Are you an awkward male born November 5th? Lucky you, you belong in the radioactive plutonium age. Share the gift of customized element ages to your loved ones today. This gift is sure not to be boron. Hi, welcome back to Positive Feedback Loop. Hope you enjoyed that commercial. I know we did. So at the, t- at the top of the podcast, we've been talking about golden ages, whether how we define them, and whether it's possible to live through one at the same time that it's defined. Uh, you know, cultural golden ages versus social golden ages. Now, we've been talking about how it's difficult to establish a golden age while you're living in one, as it's easier to have some some difference, something to compare it against. But we have classified some things as golden ages. Right now, a lot of people agree that we're living through the golden age of television. Well, I think that the whole idea is you bestow the term golden age of a specific time retroactively, which you've already said. So you do it after the fact, you, so you can compare it to the present. So you have to compare the past to the present. But has does the golden age have to have ended for you to call it a golden age? For example, the golden age of television right now is based on the idea of content becoming so easily available and there being such an explosion of content that quality has become a driving factor. And so many quality shows, I think starting with like... Um, Uh, not The Wire. What's the other one? Silly. The Sopranos? The Sopranos, yeah. Sorry. Ignore that Breaking bit. Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I mean, we can talk all day about The Sopranos, The Wire, and how all these shows kind of set up a whole explosion of new quality content. And the internet making it easy for anyone to access video, which means more content needs to compete with each, with each other. Then Netflix and Amazon having to come up with their own quality shows and having to... Use algorithms to try to establish, hey, what's gonna, what are people going to enjoy? And creating shows and content that goes exactly for what people will enjoy the most. And this is mostly limited, the way that people talk about it, to American television. Definitely has not applied to movies, at least. Not recently. But television in the U.S. has gone through a bit of a golden age. And it's generally seen as such. Similarly, there are people who argue we're living through a golden age of video games. Although that's a little bit more arguable, given the fact that video games are a really new art form. So I don't know if that's, if like right now is the time or before was the time. I don't know how we classify that. So then the question is, what are some things that we could use to try to identify if right now something is in a golden age? Even your confusion about video games being so new and so can it be a golden age, that tension really reveals the problem with defining a golden age while in it, if that is possible. I'm going to just say that I think the you can measure some things, is what I'm saying, to help define it. One thing you can measure is the awareness of that subject in the public. But space. isn't that relative? Example, I mean, it's a, it's a relative awareness. You could say, I mean, how do we know we're not in a dark ages of internet content? where people will look back in 20 years upon this age and think, wow, they are really abusing the internet. They had no idea what they were doing, but now we're in the golden age. 
right? So you can well, say, you, well, I'll... awareness is high or things are doing well, but in relation to what? Is, is a golden age relative? I'll tell you right now, we're not on the golden age of internet comments because <laughs> those so are true. toxic. But in terms of golden ages of content on the on the internet or of certain art spaces, you're right. Uh, I think that the age is not all that you can say about it, and it's hard to quantify. And I usually am a quantifier. I like to have things that you can easily quantify and say, like, okay, well, we know X is bigger than Y, thus we know this, right? But with a holistic approach, well, not, it's not even a holistic approach. It's a completely qualitative thing, like a golden age which is very loosely defined and doesn't, and it's just when people kind of feel like calling it that, it is. It's more about the feeling, right? Is there a general feeling of this is good? Is it, and is this feeling an illusion, as is often the case when people look back to the past and see only the best aspects of things, which are the most salient or only the worst aspect of things? They don't see the lives of people, they see history. And right. history is a really big thing. So it's hard to know our place within it. And that's that's a really big concept. And we don't really think about the people who live it, right? We don't really think and identify with these people who are just, this is just their day-to-day. People generally in their day-to-day don't think, oh, right now we have access to more things and life is good and there's peace and uh, we have more access to technology and, heck, even plumbing is a fantastic thing that that exists now, right? We have so many small things that lead to such a much better life than we could have had any other time in the past. And people in the past, oftentimes they still look back at a mythical past, right? A past that was idyllic. Everything was better then even though they don't actually know because they didn't live it either. And we didn't live the past because we couldn't have other than being really, really old. So it's, it's hard to know when a thing is golden. Well, Ray, I, I'm interested to hear some more of your metrics because Luis, you talk sure. a lot about goodness, the, the kind of reaching that peak of development and Ray, you mentioned awareness. What were your other metrics? So another metric was the access, the availability of people partaking in the certain activity or subject or whatever. So, for example, you know, we talked about the age of the golden age of computer gaming. Well, more people had access to computers, and there were just more more games happening, and it was just a I uh, think that was easier to provide people at the time, or people were able to afford it, rather. Uh, another metric um, besides access and besides awareness was just, and these are basically like marketing t- themes, you know? This, this is, so the golden age, <laughs> maybe the golden age, that whole idea is pure marketing. It is, though. I mean, that's absolutely what it is. The whole idea of a golden age is a concept we threw together so we can look back at a time and say, oh, that was great. Remember that time? That was awesome. And right, exactly. And I think the, at the rate at which these subjects become popular, like how fast it's going, like, for example, smartphones, the, a- the golden age of smartphones, I would say is during this time. Like, I remember 
the, the, the iPhone one through three or four or five, maybe not that great, but now like what they could do is to me, the golden age, but again, in five years from now, you don't know what the cell phone can be doing or the smartphone, what kind of capabilities it has. So you're right. It's hard to define. Well, in a golden it, age could be one year or it could be a thousand years. I mean, golden ages have been described in such like different ranges of time. And again, sure. we're talking about differences of scope. Like a, the, the smartphone example you give, while I think maybe apt, I, I don't know because there's only so many different, there's so much competition in the smartphone space, right? It's a very limited concept compared to like the golden age of an entire nation or a culture group. So it's sure. it's a very like variable subject. And I think that the definitions of what how people consider a, a golden age and how they see it because those are less tangible than, say, this golden age of, a, of an art form, which you can appreciate much closer because you can hold it in your hand or you can look at it directly, whereas right. the golden age of a people's is such a big, expansive thing and encompasses so many concepts that I don't think you can wrap your head around it while you're living in it quite as easily. I agree. It's true. The... the bigger in scope that you do go, the more difficult it is to define, 100%. Um, the idea with the smartphone was that those two metrics that I provided, the access and the awareness, is just super prevalent in the entire world, basically. Everyone knows kind of what a smartphone is, what it can possibly do, and many people have access to it through different um, you know, companies and services. So it's just, it's just accessible. So I think that we might currently be in potentially uh, the golden age of smartphones because it is relatively new. People have high access to it. They're completely aware of it, and it's a global phenomenon, not necessarily a, the golden age of Greece or whatever. It's a global phenomenon that's happening. And I think as we move forward, all our golden ages will be global golden ages. Well, but... Here's, here's where I disagree with you a little bit, because I don't think ubiquity is the sole definer of a golden age. I mean, ubiquity, things have, are everywhere for the most part now. Like, uh, being aware of everything, of something, that everyone is aware of something, does not denote that it's a golden age. I think that the golden age is more a time where a thing becomes itself. So, and it becomes itself in the minds of people. So, a smart, what you think of as a smartphone was already set in place in the mid-2000s, right? That's when smartphones became smartphones. And just because they are now more prevalent, they became prevalent in the, in like the mid to late, like the 2009-ish period, rather than now where they're just more commonplace and they're just around. I think that now, we're, in fact, we're moving part into other wearables, etc., so I think, if anything, we've seen – we're seeing a decline of a golden age because now there's much few, less competition. There's fewer options out there. There's fewer companies doing it, and the ones that are doing it are kind of monolithic. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually agree with you. I think that we have ended the golden age of smartphones, potentially, because hip-hop, for example, still exists, but it's not that gold. I agree because I remember there was times when – when you're looking for a new phone, it was like a task. You got to go through different models like the Nokia 
you know, there are four digit numbers and different models. You got to like find the right one. And every month, basically, there was a new one, different styles. These aren't smartphones, but let's say digital phones. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I think we've lived through the smartphone golden age. When you say that smartphones, that golden age of smartphones was before today by a few years, Luis, when you say it came of age or became itself, maybe it's when we are most aware of it, when it becomes so ubiquitous, it becomes quotidian, it becomes commonplace, and we forget its presence, right? But when it's in the golden age, maybe it's our, our most aware. I think of when I, when my friends and I were, we all had cell phones, for example. This is before even smartphones. This is like the golden age of <laughs> cell phones or something. I don't know. Being very aware of being able to text people and not an awareness of it in the sense of ubiquity, but an awareness of, wow, I'm, I'm doing this thing and I'm doing it well. The text messaging before was like, pressing one 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 three 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 four four five you know it's like you had to go through the whole number pad to text somebody it took forever and when we finally had phones where they had keypads you noticed that it was getting quicker but you were still in an age where you it hadn't become mindless yet now we text and we don't think about the keyboard and how it acts for us whereas then we did so i wonder if a golden age is that i don't know that the, the quick, I think it's also that rapid evolution. We rapidly evolved, for example, the keyboard to to type quickly. The the models rapidly evolved. I think that's part of it. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Speeding up of yeah. of of evolution of these technologies we, or an art form. It's just everybody seems to have gotten it, and it and it's clicked for us in some way, and so we're just running with it. And then when it starts to well, become commonplace, not, it slows down, and you've, you've kind of reached the peak of that golden age. Well, we're not seeing a lot of differences now between what a smartphone... Like, the way that we conceive of a smartphone hasn't really changed in a while, right? Right now, it's all about changing the size and changing how powerful it is, and maybe adding apps to it. I mean, I, again, I, I think we've been, we spent a lot of time talking about smartphones, which I don't know if they are, if they have gone through a golden age. I don't know if that's a... That's a technology, so I don't know if... Well, you've heard it here first. But I think some another way of thinking about a golden age is when the 11 o'clock news tells you you should be afraid of it. Like when, the, for the first time, it becomes so ubiquitous that people are telling you, are your children doing this? Well, tune at 11 to find out. Well, actually, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. About like smartphones. If, if that's happening you may be going through a golden age of that art form. Like, are your children in, uh, watching violent video games? Are your children find out. Are they listening to hip-hop? There's yeah. a new trend amongst teenagers. If, if someone has spun it to be evil because mm. it's so popular and because it's become a thing, then maybe it's going through a golden age. I don't know. I have, this, belly, I have uh, a question for you guys. thought process. Good thought process. I have a question. Do you think then, by because what you're describing is kind of the crossing of the chasm, right? That we, you know, every MBA becomes aware of it in, in any tech strategy class, I guess. But is the golden age the chasm? <laughs> is it when it's finally crossed? It's you've reached the peak. It's it's over. Um, but when you've got the early adopters, it's too soon. It's not it's not there yet. 
those who may not be aware, what Steph is describing is the idea that there is a curve to adoption for technology where it goes from early adopters to, you know, all the way to people who are late adopters and then just it kind of gets abandoned. The like laggards. there there's a curve yeah. yeah, to laggards. So obviously there's always people who are wanna be the innovators and wanna be out there buying the latest, hottest thing. And then there's people who wait for something to become its own and then buy it. So that's maybe it's related. Um, but again, I think that we're talking about very specifically technology uh, the and innovation. Technology and art golden age as opposed to societal golden ages, which are far harder to define. And we haven't really done a great job of doing that, but I feel like it's also because it's a much more uh, gut feeling definition. Like it's a definition that people give to things after the fact because they feel, hey, things were probably really good back then in in hindsight. It's, and it's, I don't know if we can do it justice as a definition. I think we could probably do a little bit more with uh, defining the golden ages of art and things that we can hold in our hands or look at directly. I think that it's time for us to leave you with that thought and we will have some questions. So listener, are you living through a golden age? Now that's the question we want to leave you listeners with and we want you to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, at the PFL Podcast and SoundCloud. Please leave us comments, send us messages. Please reach out to us. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And as always, stay stay crazy. crazy.